0: Listening to Parallel Fiction, a podcast that celebrates storytellers across all mediums. Each episode, we weave together two stories within a common theme and analyze their meaning on everyday life. This week's theme is hijinks. I'm Heather, and I'm Jeff, and we're Parallel Fiction.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us today. It's been uh, been a crazy ride. I just realized we didn't mention this last week, but we are past twenty seven or twenty six episodes. That's yeah, more than half a year of. Recording and doing this, so we congratulations want. Congratulations
0: to, to you! And congratulations and to you as well, and
1: yeah, <laughs> and the cat wherever she is. Jingle jangle. But anyway. uh, and also, you know, thank you for everybody who's been joining us and listening. You know, we have listeners across many different continents that come back, um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, you know, if you enjoy us, let us know. Um, we have you know Apple reviews that are really helpful. We have the YouTube show now that if you want to follow us, you can go in and subscribe and leave some comments. We have three episodes now, and then this will be the fourth on the YouTube. But uh, it really helps, you know, especially if people are looking for podcasts. This helps us, I guess, be higher up on somebody who's searching the keywords and whatnot. And uh, yeah, eventually, you know, people can find us (laughs) easier.
0: Absolutely. So if you're looking to stay in touch with us on social media, you could reach out to us on Parallel Fiction on Twitter and Instagram. Parallel Fiction Podcast on Facebook, or send us an old-fashioned email: parallelfictionpod at gmail dot com.
1: Yes, and we'd be happy to hear from you, guys. and we'll give
0: you a shout out if you send us an yeah, email. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, yeah, this is the hijinks episode, but we kind of picked for uh, April Fool's Day.
0: Yes. So this episode, I believe, is dropping on April Fool's Day.
1: I think the thirtieth.
0: No. Uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right before April Fool's. Day. That'll be the trick. <laughs> so, Listen, we're pranking you now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we have some fun stories. Um we didn't know exactly if it was hijinks or shenanigans or pranks, but when I hear the word shenanigans, I automatically think of the movie Super Troopers. So that's what I'm gonna be covering today.
0: And I was trying to think of novels or books writing that involved like some sort of prank. Um yeah. the best I could stumble upon was Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare.
1: Oh, very cool. So, I don't know really anything about that. So, that'll be fun to find out for myself as well.
0: Yeah, I've actually never read this one. Really? So, um, it was a new, something new for me. So, that was mm, good.
1: Very cool. All right, great. So, why don't we do our routine rocks, paper, scissors, and we'll find out who's going to be presenting first. Oh, you got a lot of good cracks today.
0: I know. I was like, you need to stop talking so I can get my cracks. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Wait, let me see if I get the thumbs. Ah, no thumbs today. That's a bad sign. All right, ready?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Rock. Uh, Paper, scissors, scissors shoot.
1: shoot. Whoa. Ah, Easy win today. I so. n-
0: knew I shouldn't have big scissors. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mistake.
1: So why don't we take a break and we'll come back and I'll go first. Then? Sure. All right, great. So we'll be right back with my analysis of Super Troopers. All right, we're back. So this movie is like, um, it's not like April Fool's heavy, but I feel like for hijinks, it nails it. Because there's a lot of like tomfoolery and jokes and,
0: that's a good word, hazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Shout out to the Vons for their, their album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their album. <laughs> that was for you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was
0: sitting there thinking of the exact same there
1: thing. There you go. Um That's Heather's favorite So <laughs> If you want to go check out the Vons, they're on Spotify. Highly check recommend. They're
0: on Spotify. Give them a listen.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Super Troopers was released in 2001. It was a Fox Searchlight movie. So All these people ended up becoming super famous, I guess, for their comedy troupe called Broken Lizard. And this was basically the first real mainstream thing they birthed into the world. And I feel like everything, like there's so many quotes and stuff from this movie that have lived on, you know? Yeah, I agree. And like, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't
0: realize some of the quotes were from this movie because I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It might have been one of those things that was on in the background and I was just like, yeah not really paying attention to it but it's like
1: but not i mean there's no comparisons movie wise but it's kind of like a napoleon dynamite where like there's so many yeah. things where you're like oh shit i didn't know that was from that um or like uh i was gonna say borat but i realized that i didn't want to like trigger you from last no episode. bruno was bruno okay okay bruno too many bees but uh, <laughs> <laughs> never
0: saw borat
1: <laughs> me neither actually i don't know but Maybe Meh. next. Meh. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Starting off. <laughs> so, it was written by star of the movie and Broken Lizard. member, Jay Chandra Sekar, who was um, Ramathorn, like the main. I guess like head of the.
0: Funny. Well, I guess I'm about to learn, but I don't think I picked up on a single person's name oh, really? in this movie today.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, you know, the story takes place in this town of. Uh, spurbury vermont which is a fictional town and um there are five like state troopers that patrol this 50 mile section of highway so that's like their deal gotcha so in new jersey'd you be like state troopers but i think i don't know it's like a much smaller outfit
0: right and i feel like our state troopers can go anywhere not just the highways right i don't know how that all works i don't know but uh there's like jurisdictions yeah
1: exactly so um Troopers, uh, Rama Thorne, who's Jay, the director, and uh, his rookie nickname, Rabbit, uh, start the movie off by like this iconic scene of them pulling over like a bunch of kids who are high and like eating all the drugs to like not <laughs> get caught with drugs.
0: The only scene I knew prior to today.
1: <laughs> so um, it's just basically to show that they're like likely to fuck with people instead of like, actually do they're any police work. people? Yeah, they're all just like...
0: Some hijinks.
1: They don't take the job that seriously. Like one guy's fishing and like in his cop car he has like a dummy of him like pretending to watch traffic. Like they're just just a bunch of buffoons. Like what do they actually do? Uh so the two guys, are uh, Ramathorn and Rabbit, there's a lot of Rs, are pulling over these guys who are like high and stuff. And so another one of their friends or co-workers, Womack, is like speeding past them. They do this whole prank where like I guess uh, once a month or so, somebody like steals a car and speeds so that they'll test the other guys to see if they can catch them kind of thing.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, I didn't pick up on that at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they're just like just a setup that they're all like good friends and they all like horse around and there's a lot of hijinks. (laughs)
0: Ah, (laughs) Roll credit.
1: Exactly. So uh, back at the station, they're like all kind of, um, you know, bitched at by their boss, Captain John O'Hagan. Who uh, wants them to cut more checks, you know, or um, cut more checks, give more tickets, I, I was should gonna say, say is it more, so that they yeah. could get paid. Yeah, because the um, the station's like losing money and it's on the chopping block to get cut from the uh, town budget. So if that was the case, then the local police would come in and like take over their precinct. Oh. And it's like a turf war. Like they don't want these guys like they're all gotcha. Dicks and stuff. So and plus they have a pretty sweet deal. I mean, if you're just fishing all day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and they're getting pretending paid for to it. do work yeah they're having a good time
1: exactly so in the precinct we also meet um rodney farva <laughs> who's like the cartman of their team just like this annoying guy who like Ugh. they have to bring everywhere but it's like a always huge pain in the ass yeah so he was suspended for a school bus incident that happens before the movie starts so he's like the dispatch guy and he hates it
0: so. do we know what the school bus school bus accident. They is.
1: play it as like an outtake during the end credits. Oh, so, really? That's yeah, a little Easter egg for anybody who wants to go watch it. I won't tell you. So you can go back and, and check it out on YouTube once you're done watching our videos. On <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Exactly. So uh, the guys, the troopers get a call to investigate this Winnebago. Um, but when they get there, they run into the local police who's already like on the scene first. So the local police are already encroaching on their jurisdiction, even though like it's not set in stone yet that they're Mm. whatever. But it's coming that they're gonna get disbanded and stuff, so. Womp womp. But uh so in the Winnebago, there's a woman who has died of a drug overdose and uh she has a tattoo of this monkey on her back, which is um they later find out it's this fictional character Johnny Chimpo. (laughs) What it's like a it's like a foreign cartoon character. So once they're outside the uh, Winnebago, the troopers get into um like this big brawl with this Burberry police, <laughs> so, Um, and it's just funny. They're all like kicking each other's asses and like handcuffing each other to stuff.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if that's what it's like. I
1: mean, <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I, I hope mean, not. Do you,
0: I wonder if like other towns have like oh yeah, like
1: beef. I guess cause yeah. like, You Usually have like fire department and police department beefs, right? Like
0: I think I, I don't, don't know. I don't know how it all works. <laughs> I don't know
1: either. But so. Obviously, the, um, the brawl goes public, and it just makes the troopers look worse. Because mm-hmm. who's going to, I don't know, fuck with the local but police. But the local
0: police didn't look good?
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's the oh. story of the movie. All right. So later, Foster, the guy who, like, fishes on the job, and Womack, the guy who's, like, the loose cannon of the team that, like, was stealing the car in the beginning. Right, right. Um, they pull over a truck that was avoiding a weigh station, like an 18-wheeler on a delivery. And uh, they're checking the back of the truck, and they get locked in by the driver, and he flees.
2: <laughs> so, Yikes! So they
1: just get stuck in there for two hours until uh, Ramathorn and Rabbit rescue them. And they find packages with stickers of, like, that monkey on it, Johnny Chimpo. And uh, it's, like, all just these big bags of weed and, like, drugs and stuff. So they found, like, a mother load of drugs. <laughs> uh, the dude, Foster, begins a relationship with um, a Spurberry police officer named Ursula, who's... Um, you know after a few repeated attempts of attention she like finally gives in
0: <laughs> all i think uh uh all i think about when i hear the name ursula is i know right? little, little mermaid. mermaid right
1: yeah that's what i thought too i don't know why they picked that name. <laughs> maybe they were watching little mermaid i don't know
0: maybe i don't know they were trying to redeem the name
1: yeah but it sucks cuz she's like relegated to the desk like the guy police officers don't like um
0: some sexism
1: well yeah pretty much it's just to make them even more bad guys they're like oh and they're right. sexist too Right. <laughs> so um so they begin a relationship like i said and uh eventually he like pretends to be a streaker and runs past the door of the police station to like joke around like oh no there's somebody outside streaking <laughs> it's like <nine laughs> playing with her. so obviously she's not pleased so she like sneaks out behind him with a voice box changer and like a shotgun is fucking with him and has one of the best lines where she's like baby i'm a buddy your bread <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no please don't so hi, hijinks <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two start making out after that and they eventually end up in the impounded winnebago from before and uh they're like doing it and stuff and they find out that there's like tons of weed hidden underneath the bed in the winnebago oh. with the monkey sticker on it and um so neither one of them report it to like their commanding officers or whatever. They just like keep that knowledge to themselves.
0: Keep it on the DL. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because like they're not supposed to be dating either. It's like a Romeo and Juliet. Gotcha. <laughs> um. So uh, the dude Farva, who's like the annoying guy, is reinstated back into the force after this, and uh, he returns being Ramathorn's partner, but is still super annoying and has the temper and like insecurity issues. So at a restaurant, Farva attacks a cashier because <laughs> he like. <laughs> Cut a hole in his drink and got him all wet. And like they had a whole scene where he were like, don't spit in the cop's burger. So
2: was, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He yeah. was
1: already like on edge. Um, Farve is arrested for this by the Spurberry police and like he's like hazed in, I guess, like a barracks room with like a hose and powdered sugar by the local cops. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful, but. I um, mean,
0: I would like the sugar part, I thing.
1: Yeah, but you know, you're being hosed <laughs> down. Like, yeah, that's not fun. That's not cool. But uh, before they let him leave, the police chief there um, Grady uh, tells him like in exchange for information about the drug investigation, he'll like let Farva be a local police officer and he can have his own car and like nobody will make fun of him and stuff, but he refuses seemingly. <laughs> Keep an eye on that guy. <laughs> uh is eventually reprimanded by o'hagan which is the trooper like main officer and uh he's demoted and also unfortunately blacklisted from the burger joint
0: well makes sense yeah if you attack a cashier it's not a good look (laughs) no
1: so at this point the troopers find out from the local mayor that the vermont governor is coming and uh she wants to have a press conference and like congratulate them on the drug bust of like the uh the truck that the guys got locked in so they got credit for that right
0: right oh well, that's good yeah
1: so ursula tells um foster that she'll help them get into the impound and steal back the weed from the winnebago so that they could look even better by presenting it in person to the governor at the conference but um knowing that the Spurberry police will be busy with the governor's visit Ramathorn and foster break into the police station and like try to steal it but it's already like fucked up with like, they get the bags. It
0: was, like, already tampered with.
1: Well, they don't know that until in, like, a minute. So they go back to the press conference, and, like, the police chief of the, like, local police is claiming credit for the drug bust, and, like, while he's explaining that, Foster and Ramathorn look in the bags and, like, find out that it's all, like, fucked with. Uh Like, there's, like, a cardboard note that says, you know, like, you guys are idiots, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So... Foster thinks Ursula set them up, so they get into, like, a little bit of a tiff outside of the place, and then she tases them. <laughs> As she should. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hijinks. <laughs> <And then>, uh...
0: <laughs> Seems like Ursula's the uh, big hijinks person here.
1: I guess so. So, lo and behold, they didn't, you know, get a big enough drug bust, and they haven't been making enough arrests, so the troopers um, are unfortunately shut down and disbanded, or they're about to be. Um, it's like the, you know, the writing's on the wall
2: mm-hmm. at that point.
1: So back at the station, the troopers find out that Farva is dressed as a Spurberry police uh, officer. So he's the guy who sold them out and like fucked with the second batch of weed, not Ursula. Should
2: have
0: kept an eye on him.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, they, yeah. So at this point, they handcuff him to a toilet <laughs> and then steal his police car. <laughs> <Shenanigans>. Hi, <Hi-jinx. laughs> Yeah, hijinks. Shenanigans. shenanigans. Um, Everywhere. Exactly. So they go on like a a rampage, just like fucking up the local police officers, like mailboxes and like (laughs) trying to fight them. (laughs) They're like drinking beer, right? Yeah, they're just like hammer drunk, which, you know, we don't condone
0: (laughs) drinking under the influence.
1: So they drunk dial Ursula on the police radio (laughs) 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 to like apologize. And she's like, hey, listen, like, you know, I accept, but also go to this location if you want to, like, have a second chance at busting some people. And they're like, "Okay." (laughs) <laughs> so so they go to this intersection and they find the dude who locked them in the 18 wheeler drive by and they're like, oh, shit, go get the oh, guy, shit, the truck driver. Yeah. But like Farvo cuts them off in like his civilian car, and, like holds them up at gunpoint. And he's like, why? But you guys like never accepted me and yada, yada. Like, this is why I turned on you. And they kind of sweet talk him back to their side. Like, no, listen, like we could really go and like <laughs> solve a real crime. So he eventually agrees. And uh, they all meet at this airfield and uh, they're met up with Ursula, too. And she's like, oh, you guys, like I knew about this forever ago, but I couldn't tell you because like nobody would believe me. And it's because at that point, like all of the local PD show up and it looks like they're going to bust these drug dealers at like this meeting at this airfield. But instead, they all hug and whatever. And it turns out all the local cops were like on the take of the drug dealers.
0: Oh, they're friends. Yeah. Oh. So
1: that's why, like, they were making it so hard for the super troopers to To, solve the crime.
0: To get the drug dealers. How did I not pick up on any of this
1: today? Uh, You were reading.
0: Yeah, I was, like, (laughs) on and off watching the movie. Exactly. I was looking for the hijinks.
1: Exactly. So they, like, rig up uh farva's police car with <laughs> a sex doll for some reason <laughs> like dr- <laughs> and fireworks and like drive it off into like the meeting of the cops and drug dealers enough to distract them and then they like roll up on them and just start brawling and like fist <laughs> everybody but it's like drunken fist yeah <laughs> but this time they're drunk <laughs> so all of the local police get arrested or all the ones that were at this meeting anyway and the governor sends a letter to um o'hagan the super trooper leader (laughs) and uh you know he thinks it's like a letter that'll keep them in business and stuff and like keep all their jobs but while she thanks him it's also a notice to be like hey listen we still don't have the money in the budget so you guys all need to go get new jobs canceled yeah pretty much so that's where the main story, i guess leaves off and then it cuts to three months later and the two officers ramathorn and rabbit are delivering a beer keg to a party And it's hosted by the three teenagers that they pulled over in the beginning for all the drugs. (laughs) But they're like, oh, shit, you guys got fired. Like, So they're just, you know, disrespecting them and like being real dickheads. And eventually, you know, it gets to a point where they're like, all right, fuck this. The jig is up. So they like rip off their delivery people outfits. And it turns (laughs) out that all of the state trooper team got hired as the local police after the local police got arrested for the drug stuff they're still cops they're just not like highway cops they're like everything cops.
0: they're local pd exactly
1: and then uh you know the credits have some fun bloopers and like little gags and extra stuff and that is the cult classic super troopers
2: nice yeah
1: so hopefully you enjoyed it today because that was the first time i watched it and I don't know. Got to be like ten years. (laughs) It definitely had a lot of funny moments, for sure. A lot of
0: hijinks. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of shenanigans.
1: uh, Yeah. Let's uh, talk about it in the analysis, but first, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with your story. Sounds good.
0: Okay, we're back. So I'm going to tell you about Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare. So obviously, it's like a play. Yeah. You know. Now book, I I guess. I keep
1: thinking first night, and I'm like, is this what first night's based off of? Or not first night. A knight's tale. It's like a huge Venn diagram or (laughs) like flow chart of them like First Night, Night's Tale. And I was like, I've (laughs) never
0: heard of First Night.
1: And I think it was like about Lancelot and it was um Richard Gere and Sean Connery. It was a 90s movie. Night's Tale? No, First Night. (laughs) Who's on first? Oh god. What's on second? (laughs) I don't know. All right, so
0: We talk about Twelfth Night. Yeah. Also, I don't like the word Twelfth. I just want to point that out. Twelfth. Yeah. Twelfth. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot of. It's like. It's.
0: I don't like how it's spelt. I don't like saying it.
1: How do you feel about Meowth from the Pokemon?
0: That I like. It's the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> Meowth's cute though. Okay. Fair
2: enough.
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry, William Shakespeare. I'm. I will respect your work. Okay.
1: <laughs> Billy shakes.
0: <laughs> Which just made me think of that movie. Get over it. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh God, wait, what does he call him?" We were just talking about this yeah, movie the other day uh, too. Martin
1: Short was on SNL.
0: Yes, that's okay. That's why we were talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it. Um, if you've never seen Get Over It, wait, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to cover it on this because it's like one <laughs> of my favorite, like 2000s, like, yeah, humor, like, stupid humor <laughs> movies. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we gotta get on that before the movies that raised us do that. Shout out to them and their podcast.
0: Yeah, right. True. <laughs> Okay. So twelfth night. Yes. Twel- twelfth night.
1: Twelfth. You're doing twelfth. It. you're doing
2: good.
0: I got it. Okay. It's the th- sound. It's rough.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we're two minutes into me telling the submarine. I'm not there yet. Okay, so this story takes place in the kingdom of Valyria, where a nobleman named Orsino desires the love of Lady Olivia. He cannot have her because she is in mourning for the loss of her brother. And she's refusing to entertain any guests and won't accept any like marriage proposals or anything. Hmm. Meanwhile, a really big storm has caused a shipwreck out at sea and a young aristocratic born woman named Viola is swept ashore. Finding herself alone on the land, she assumes that her twin brother, Sebastian. Ooh, wait a minute. What? This is like the Little Mermaid episode. You have an Ursula and I have a Sebastian. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> What are the chances? Oh wow. The second I said the name I was like wait.
1: Done it. Done it.
0: So anyway, Viola's twin brother Sebastian yes. she assumes has drowned in the shipwreck.
1: Sebastian the crab. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to picture now. Continue. <laughs> Same.
0: I wasn't and now I okay, so yeah. <laughs> she's trying to figure out what she's going to do. So she's like um maybe I'll get a job or something.
2: Mm.
0: And a friendly sea captain tells her about Orsino's courtship of Olivia and Viola says she wishes she could go work in Olivia's home. But since Lady Olivia is refusing to talk to any strangers, Viola decides that she cannot look to work with her and instead, she decides to disguise herself as a man, taking on the name of Cesario. Cesaro? (laughs) (laughs) Also looked at that name and I go, oh no, wrestling's about to come up. Oh no. (laughs) I believe it's Cesario, though.
1: Is it Io at the end? Io, yeah. Okay, then yeah.
0: Cesario, yeah. yeah. And so she goes to work in the household of Duke Orsino. Hmm. So whenever I refer to Viola, keep in mind for most of the rest of this work, she's Cesario. Gotcha. And if I say Cesario, remember it's Viola. She's undercover. She's undercover. Gotcha. She's dressed as a man. So Viola. Quickly becomes a favorite of Orsino. He's like a page boy. She's like a page boy. Yeah. And um, Viola starts to find herself falling in love with Orsario, Ar- which is a difficult love to pursue, obviously, because Orsino believes her to be a man. Mm. And he sends um, Cesario to go deliver love messages to Olivia because he loves Olivia. Gotcha. So she makes her way over to Olivia's household and. They kind of hit it off, and Olivia finds herself falling for the beautiful young Cesario, thinking that she's a man. She's the man. <laughs> we'll get <laughs> is that.
1: In... Also, Amanda Bynes. That's
0: or... Amanda. Yes, that's oh, okay. Amanda Bynes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. Got it. So this is the major conflict of the story. It's this love triangle comprised of Viola Cesario slash or slash Cesario, um, Orsino, and Olivia. So Viola loves. Orsino, the Duke. Orsino loves Olivia, and Olivia loves Cesario, who is really Viola.
1: It was like the Love Stinks song from Wedding Singer.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> but anyway. And
0: everyone's in misery. There
1: you go. Such is love.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, there's the subplot, which includes the members of Olivia's household. So there's her rowdy drunk uncle. <laughs>
1: everyone's <laughs> got to have one. Everyone's got to have
0: them. Uh, Sir Toby. Yeah, and then his foolish friend, Sir Andrew, who was trying to also win Olivia over. Yes.
1: Sir Mix a lot as well was there?
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then there's also Olivia's witty and pretty waiting gentlewoman, Maria.
1: Nice. Did you mean to rhyme that? Or
0: <laughs> I didn't, but I'm glad I did.
1: So witty and pretty, Maria. Isn't that like West Side Story?
0: Maria.
1: Okay. Yes, that is.
0: We're just getting everybody in here. Whew. It's Little Mermaid, West Side Story.
2: Mm. It's
0: all there. Wedding Singer. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also have Bestie. Yeah. Who is the clever clown of the house. So it's like the jest, the
2: jester. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And we also have Olivia, who is the steward of Olivia's household. So, um... Sir Toby, Maria, and Sir Andrew are, like, all drunk and having a good time. And Malivio basically comes up and he's like, yo, this is disrespectful. Lady Olivia's in mourning of her brother. Like, you can't be drunk having fun. Yeah. So Sir Toby and the others get very offended at Malivio's constant efforts to spoil their fun. So Maria creates a practical joke to make Malivio think that Olivia is in love with him. <laughs> So what she could go wrong? Right? <laughs> hijinks. Yeah. So she knows, I guess, like her special handwriting yeah. that Olivia does, like the way she like makes her T's and I's or something.
1: Tots the, or crosses the T's and dots the lowercase J's.
0: Yes. Gotcha. She forges a letter, supposedly from Olivia, using her special handwriting. She addresses it to her beloved, telling him that if he wants to earn her favor, he should dress in yellow stockings and cross garters smile constantly and refuse to explain himself to anybody. Olivia finds the letter assumes it's addressed to him and filled with dreams of marrying Olivia, and becoming noble himself happily follows its commands. So basically he rolls up in these like yellow stockings and like crossed garters and he's just like smiling and refusing to tell anybody why.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's just a hot mess. And Olivia's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, you know.
1: Flash forward to me and the Zubas that I got in the mail today (laughs) that I'm going to be wearing to the supermarket to family functions.
0: No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no.
1: Side story. (laughs) Anyway,
0: (laughs) he behaves so strangely that Olivia thinks he is mad. So also you with your Zumbas.
1: Zubas.
0: Zumbas.
2: Okay. (laughs)
0: I refuse to call them by the correct name. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, Olivia thinks Malivio is mad. Meanwhile.
1: mad Livio. (laughs) I'll leave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we Mm. have
2: Sebastian,
0: who's still alive after all. Wow. Wow. He just rolls up in like act two, three. I don't know. He's just, I'm here. (laughs) And he thinks his sister Viola is dead the shipwreck oh no yeah so he arrives in illyria along with his friend and protector antonio antonio has been caring for sebastian since the shipwreck and is passionately and perhaps sexually um we'll talk about this more in analysis but i the sex and gender roles in this are very interesting so
1: antonio is in love with cesario
0: antonio is in love with Sebastian. Uh, yeah. And Sebastian's just a, like, he's a straight, you know, he's man. Yeah. Straight up man.
1: Cisgender man. Yes. Cut.
0: Anyway, so he is taking care of Sebastian since the shipwreck and he is very attached to him so much so that he follows him to orsaria Orserino. Oh God, why are all these names <laughs> so hard? Orsinio's <laughs> kingdom, despite the fact that he and Orsinio are old enemies. Hmm. don't get along. <laughs> All right, now back at Olivia's household, Sir Andrew is observing Olivia's attraction to Viola slash Cesario yeah. and challenges Cesario to a duel. Sir Toby is like, a duel might be fun. I think, you know, <laughs> we should do this. And he's like egging <laughs> on Sir Andrew. <laughs> I don't
1: want to see a murder today.
2: Let's go. <laughs> he's
0: like, okay, let's go. This could be a good time. My yeah. friend might die, but It's all in good fun. They might not. Shenanigans. (laughs) However. Hijinks. At this point, Sebastian, who just happens to look like a disguised Viola slash Cesario. Because remember, Viola and Sebastian are twins.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. And
0: Viola is dressing up as a man. So basically, she looks like her brother, Sebastian. (laughs) So Sebastian shows up on the scene. Sir Andrew and Sir Toby end up coming to blows with Sebastian, thinking it's Cesario. <laughs> At this point, Olivia rolls up amid the confusion. She sees Sebastian, thinks it's Cesario, and she's just like, hey, let's get married.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: He's obviously very confused. Yeah. Since he's never seen her before, and, he, and obviously she keeps calling him Cesario, and he's like, um, yeah. okay. <laughs> but he's like, you know what? She's wealthy and beautiful, and she's into this, I guess. So her family has right. many horses. <laughs> He's like, OK, we'll do it. I'm yeah. a, I'll get married. I don't know. You know, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, like
1: Vegas wedding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a lot of hijinks going on here. Right. Meanwhile, Antonio, who remember, is. Possibly in love with Sebastian. Yeah. Taking care of Sebastian has been arrested by Orsinio's officers and is begging And is now at Rosinio's house and sees Cesario, who he thinks is Sebastian. (laughs) And Viola slash Cesario denies knowing Antonio because, you know, she doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) And Antonio is dragged off crying out that Sebastian had betrayed him. And then suddenly Viola is like, wait a minute, Sebastian. And she has this like whole newfound hope that her brother might actually be alive. Yeah. Meanwhile, we got the little subplot again with the uh, Mal- Mal- Malvillio. Malvillio. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, so his is posed madness. Remember, he like, you know, was wearing the yellow stockings and the garters and everybody's yeah. like, yo, you crazy? <laughs> Basically, this has allowed Maria, Toby, Sir Toby, and the rest of, <laughs> the, rest of the crew to lock up Malvillio into a small dark room for his treatment. And then they torment him. So, you know, maybe this like little prank's going a little too far.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> then Festy, which is the clown yeah. jester in this household. uh, His lines actually are just clown. And I was like, <laughs> clown? I was like, who's clown? And then I was like, do they mean like a jester? And I like looked it up. I was like, OK, so yeah, yeah like a jester. <laughs> so he dresses up as Topas. A priest and pretends to examine Malivio, declaring him definitely insane. <laughs> and Malivio's like, I'm not crazy. Like, this is just, there was this letter, and like, you know, I'm not crazy. And like, this, at this point, Sir Toby's like, this is too much. Yeah. And they allow Malivio to send a letter to Olivia asking to be released. <laughs> um, so eventually, Viola Cesario, hmm. Viola slash Cesario, and Orsino make their way over to Olivia's house, where Olivia welcomes Cesario as her new husband, thinking it to be Sebastian, whom she actually married. <laughs> Orsino, remember, also loves Olivia and he's furious. Yeah. He's like, hold up, my page boy just married the girl I want to <laughs> marry? That's rude. But Sebastian appears and all mm. is revealed. Woo! <laughs> the siblings are joyfully reunited and Orsino realizes that he loves Viola now that he knows she's a woman and asks him to marry him. I mean, he was really fond of his page boy at first. And then he's like, wait, you're a girl. Oh, I can marry
1: you. I have some confused feelings about my page boy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which reminded me of Milan for a hot minute. Yeah, that's the,
1: that's the first thing that popped in my mind too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, uh, gotta cover that one too. I love one Milan. Day, yeah. One day. <laughs> um, we also discover during this moment that Sir Toby and Maria got married privately. And then at this point, this is like literally almost like the last page. It's like an afterthought. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh oh, Olivia is still in the dark room that we were <laughs> tormenting him in. We gotta go let him out. <laughs> so they go let him out and like the trick is revealed. They're like, ooh, we just made up a letter. Oh. It wasn't really Olivia. Ha ha ha, so funny. And like basically he's like. Pissed.
1: Well, yeah. And in the
0: play, I guess, like, his character, like, storms off the stage. Yeah. And leaves the happy couples to their celebration.
1: <laughs> so he just gets fucked out of all this?
0: Basically, they're just like, ooh, sorry. Everybody got married. Well, and see
1: ya. Bye. Nobody left for you, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we pretended you were mad.
1: Wow. Yeah. How did they get a soccer movie out of this?
0: <laughs> it's just like 10 things.
1: Think about you, you know?
0: How did that come to be? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with some analysis. Yes.
2: Okay. We're back.
0: Let's get into uh, some analysis.
1: Yeah. I, uh,. We definitely had some pretty good hijinks in these stories. So I think uh,
0: it's funny. I I'm think we were like calling it back. out, too. We were like hijinks. Yeah.
1: Hijinks. <laughs> yeah. For if you're watching the YouTube and you didn't listen to the audio show, there's some good uh, sidebars in there. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff in my movie was mostly in good fun. Like, I think that's like a, a good selling point for what makes a hijink <laughs> either like good or right.
0: Bad. Right. Because um. It, I think most, I don't know, like it's hard to say, like Sir Toby, Sir Andrew and Maria are like having fun, but yeah, I don't think Malivio is having fun. I was going
1: to say, he's like the only person who really got hurt. The yeah. <laughs> got and he doesn't bad. have
0: a happy ending at all. He just like storms away and is well, like, he's
1: got those sweet yellow pants.
0: It's true. <laughs> at least he's rocking the yellow stockings.
1: Yeah. But I think the all in good fun thing is like, you got to know your audience or like your target <laughs> I should say like, yeah, like
0: if you're going to like, you got to know that they're a good somebody. sport. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like it's hard to not talk about my one brother, Thomas. because like, <laughs> My whole life was just like giving him grief and uh,
0: playing hijinks on your brother.
1: The, like the best sport in the world. <laughs> he really is.
0: He takes it so well. Yeah, I
1: know. And like, I don't think he has. Like, I hope a, he takes it so well. I don't think he has like a dartboard with my face on it somewhere, but he might. <laughs> um, Do you
0: ever play like any really good pranks on anybody? I mean obviously probably Thomas, but So
1: I played one prank that I could think of that like there was like there's too much hijinks, I think. (laughs) Like
0: Too much hijinks?
1: Like uh so I'm not going to, I guess, go into names, but they, they know who they are if they're listening. So <laughs> me and my one friend were sitting at a Dunkin' Donuts that we used to hang out at I, I know this story. Before we were 21, we didn't have anything to do, you know, so we would hang out. at. <laughs> it was a lit Dunkin' Donuts. That's what Donuts. you do, though. Yeah. I used
0: to have, well, to be fair, I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. but I used to hang out at a Dunkin' Donuts. You had like a Donuts. spot
1: that you would go and you would hang out at. And uh, so my third friend. Had parked his car there because he went to a concert and another friend picked him up and drove him to be, you know, responsible, you know, in case he drank or anything like that. He was a little bit older than us at that time. So he might have already been 21. But uh, so we're sitting there and we're looking at his car and we're eating our donuts and it's like nine o'clock at night, and we're like, You want to fuck with his car? <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, my other friend already had like his cousin on the phone. And they we're like, Are you at the food store? they're like, Yeah, and they're like, All right, we're gonna get this stuff so we like flowered his car (laughs) this is awful i don't condone any of this and we put like honey under the door handles and stuff and we thought in our like in innocence that this was going to be the funniest thing in the entire world to this person and it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) they they were not pleased like uh we're lucky we didn't get our asses beat because we probably should have been
0: you guys were all in good fun, but it was
1: hilarious at the time. Yeah, we thought it was in good fun, and it, it wasn't. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> sounds
0: like you went too far. That
1: was too far. Yeah.
2: What
0: the about you? Honey might have went too far. Yeah. 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 What um, about
1: you? <laughs> I don't know what possessed us to do that, but
0: so there was like one April Fool's Day that my brother and I were like, yeah, we were just on our A game that day. I don't oh, know. God. It must have been a spring break because yeah. I think we were off from school, so we were like. We could definitely stir up some trouble here so there's like two that stand out specifically and we got my mom involved in them too
1: oh yeah <laughs> so
0: one we like we were standing out in the driveway like kind of like near the end of the driveway with like our dog's leash and like my dad we knew what time my dad would come home from work yeah. and my dad pulled into the driveway and we're like Dad, Dad, Maddie—that was my childhood dog. Yeah, Maddie ran away. Like you have to go help us look oh, for him. Oh, that's a mean
1: prank. And that's really mean. <laughs> mom,
0: Mom's already out looking for him. So, oh no, you need to take us. We're gonna go drive around, and we were like driving around, and we're like screaming at the dog's name. Like we, Maddie used to run away a lot too. He was, he was just gone. Like the gate was open, and he was gone. He was not one of those dogs that was like Maddie. Stop! He would like, no. yeah, he was gone. Yeah, <laughs> so we were like driving around for at least like 10 minutes or so. And then we go, dad, we have to tell you something. He's like, what? Like Maddie didn't run away. He's fine. And like, I felt so, like, now I feel so bad. My dad was probably so stressed <laughs> right? out. He, like, had just got home from work. He probably just wanted to, yeah, like, just go to sit relax. sit on the couch,
1: have a beer, and like, <laughs> fucking He just deal wanted with to this. go
0: eat dinner. Yeah. And, like, here oh we are, God. like, Maddie ran
1: away. What was the punchline? Did you, like, get him out of the house to throw, like, a surprise?
0: No, thing? there was. You're it just... was April Fool's Day. Ha <laughs> ha, April Fool's, Maddie's fine
1: that's mean that's a mean joke i wouldn't like that i would like did you guys so get we grounded? Went too far did you get grounded
0: no oh, i don't shit. even know i don't know if he thought it was funny looking back he
1: didn't i'm <laughs> sure he didn't <laughs> yeah that's too far but like i was gonna say like my next bullet point is like you need to know who to get into hijinks with <laughs> but like yes. your whole family <laughs>
0: my mom condoned it so
1: yeah i guess but like if you know you're getting into some shit with like you know Somebody who's known for getting into darker stuff that you might not be comfortable with, like you have to assume it'll go too far. But in your case, like it's your, <laughs> and your brother. Uh, well, so
0: uh, did any of your characters in your movie go too far?
1: Oh yeah, I would say the stealing of the cop car when they're drunk. <laughs>
0: That's like definitely too Hitting far. over
1: like the mailboxes and trying to like fight the police chief. So in the basically,
0: of the night. like breaking the law.
1: Well, it turned out that he was like a drug dealer, or like a drug trafficker. So, so. they're all bad you never cops, know. basically. You never know. Well, there's some good art. I don't <laughs> know. But yeah, not role models. They're for all
0: sure. definitely abusing their power. Not role models. For sure.
1: <laughs> Besides like Ursula, I guess she was good.
0: Ursula's the one and only good cop in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Ursula. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Hmm. So, to lighten it up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. or not, I guess. I don't know. Like I said before, Sir Andrew, Sir Andrew, Sir Andrew, Sir Toby, mm-hmm. and Maria, they definitely went too far to like yeah. bring him to a room and then have somebody like dress up as a priest and like try and diagnose you that you're like mad. Mm. Yeah. Too that's, much. Too much.
1: It's too much. Some gossip girl shit.
0: Whereas, like, <laughs> <laughs> that is some gossip girl shit. It's true. Uh, Whereas I feel like Viola, like she wasn't intentionally trying to like.
1: She was like a bystander, like a follower along. Well,
0: I mean, she did choose to dress up as a man, but she wasn't doing it to like prank anybody. She was doing it so she could have a job because like as a woman, she couldn't like get a job anywhere. So she's like, well, I have to dress up as a man so that I can work in this household. Yeah. And like support myself. And live basically
1: later play soccer
0: and <laughs> then she like I don't think she's like having fun doing
1: it yeah
0: but she realizes pretty quickly that like once like she realizes the love triangle that like
1: <laughs> she's like I've gone too far Orsino loves
0: <laughs> Olivia and Olivia loves Cesario slash Viola yeah. and that Viola loves Orsino she's like uh oh and she is like really hoping that time's gonna untangle the whole mess. Yeah.
1: Let's. It sucks too, because like when you're going like kind of on an adventure, you know, something new or whatever, it's so hard to see when you're at the point of no return, because it seems so fun and like you're doing whatever. Yeah. You know, like you get to this point where you're like, ah, oh, this is so fun. Like we're doing something like kind of bad, but kind of fun, and then, you know, just like that. <laughs>
0: and then, like sometimes it's like too late to turn yeah, things back. It's you too know? late
1: to apologize. So. That
0: was actually what I was gonna say.
1: <laughs> I beat you to it.
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah. i feel like it goes too far and you're like "Ooh, this yeah. isn't funny anymore we just gotta like apologize and deception move on at that point yeah like the deceit
1: <laughs> yeah i know that's horrible but like sometimes deception can be okay like i was gonna say with family but you already proved that wrong <laughs> like, <laughs> but like if it's a surprise party like that's an okay deception like if you were like oh the dog's gone let's take you out and then like meanwhile everybody's planning a big party. Right. And you come back and you're like, surprise, the dog's fine. And also you're 50. <laughs>
0: Funny enough, that kind of happened to me. Oh, yeah. Um, my mom had planned a surprise party for my 13th birthday. Yeah. And all my friends in middle school were like whispering at lunch <laughs> and like not telling me stuff. And like, I literally was mad at them. Like yeah. I remember telling my mom, like, all my friends <laughs> are being so mean to me and they're leaving oh, no. me out of stuff. And meanwhile, they were talking about like my surprise birthday. They're like,
1: I hate these bitches. Yeah. <laughs> like, it turns out they were I planning something nice for you.
0: So shocked about that birthday too. Yeah. So it's. I, I feel like you're right. Where there's some deceit, that's like, you know, you could be pissed yeah. about something, but it's like in, for your own benefit. Not for like and a then you're just reason. like, let it go. Yeah. You know.
1: Like if the end is like a surprise, that's better than the deception. Then. Right. Yeah. That's I don't the, think that really proportion.
0: happens in my story, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're going to get in a hijinks with somebody, they should have some degree of understanding of the deception that you're getting in with.
0: I guess, no, it did kind of happen in my story because everybody got married and it's like all happily ever after. There you
1: go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in my story, uh, the troopers are all pretty much a cohesive unit throughout, but like the deception comes when Farva's like a dick. (laughs) Yeah. So, but like, that's the the slippery slope. Like, as long as it's not that bad, like, you could always come home, so to speak, like, with my friend in his car. (laughs) there was some deception but i owned up to that i think like within an hour because i didn't see him see the car like that would have been no offense but that would have been good (laughs)
0: that's true you didn't get to see your uh, work
1: a day later he was a good sport but that day, (laughs) (laughs) the deception to reward was not equal and that's why it was bad and mean-spirited and but like you gotta you know you gotta i feel like you have to do at least one Accidentally mean spirited things, so you know the line, and then you're like, "Oh crap, that's terrible." Yeah,
0: I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do pranks like that to their friends. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you look at like the idiots in like jackass or whatever. Or, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even though that's I just picture at this point. um
0: oh what was the older man's name in Jackass?
1: Johnny Knoxville.
0: No, like their uncle. Oh, v- Uncle Phil.
1: Is that who it was? Or no, son, uncle, uncle Phil. Sal. Vito. Uncle Vito. I Don Vito. Don that Vito, oh my right? God. No, Phil was the dad. <laughs> Uncle Phil was from Fresh Prince.
0: Yeah, you said Uncle Phil I was like, no, that's Fresh I Prince. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Don but, Vito. Anyway, I just remember the guy in the like outhouse, right? The,
1: like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I didn't watch enough Jackass to know. Yeah, I don't
1: think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you do get to that point, it, you should know how, when and how to apologize. Like Sometimes it's not right away. <laughs> You gotta give it some time to marinate.
0: Like let them heal.
1: Yeah, like you don't want to immediately wrong them and be like sorry, and then get punched in the nose.
0: Yeah, like I feel like my characters like didn't really even apologize to Molivio. They were no. just like, "That was fun. This is this was a joke."
1: Maybe they did in an epilogue. I don't know.
0: Maybe I don't. I don't know. He stormed away. I think he was done with them.
1: Like it's awkward and uncomfortable to ha- and embarrassing to have to do it, but like you gotta, you know, it's harder the longer you wait. You know, mm-hmm. if you get into hijinks and sometimes you don't just get to apologize to someone, sometimes it gets you in jail. <laughs> like you, yeah, you know, you have to think about that kind of thing. Like you can't let it ruin relationships with family and friends and stuff, you know.
0: It's not fun or funny anymore. You
1: no, know, because it's something that you did. Like only yeah. you could prevent those forest fires. <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks, Smokey the Bear.
1: Exactly. Huh. I am kind of a Smokey Bear. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Yep. Well, do you want to wrap this up and we'll get to some ratings and recommendations?
1: Absolutely. So why don't we come back and we'll give some recommendations, reviews. No, we already did that. Ratings.
0: Ratings and recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll be right back. (laughs) All right, and we're back. And uh, yes, yeah, so that was a pretty fun conversation, <laughs> like relive kind of like hooligan days, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm ready to play some uh, hijinks on you for April Fool's Day.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Oh, mm. wow. I guess that's tomorrow. Today. I haven't been I fooled <laughs> in a very
0: long time, so maybe I'm overdue. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I get like intricate with my like pranks these days. I, I feel like I'd be scared. Probably. Yeah. Like the time I made you think that there was water in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Story for another time.
0: Oh my God. All right. So give me uh, your ratings and recommendations of Super Trooper.
1: So I think it's a cult classic and there's certain criterias that I kind of gauge something on whether or not it ages well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of stuff from that era in prior, prior that there's cringeworthy dialogue against like orientation or you Mm -hmm. know mental capabilities and stuff like that and this movie doesn't really have that so yeah i was
0: gonna say it aged well it does not seem as old as it is
1: yeah like i don't i don't know like especially now with um just how the culture is like there's certain words that like used to get used in those kind of movies that like if i hear it now i'm just like i don't care about like this movie anymore.
0: There was one movie that you were gonna cover and after rewatching it, I remember you like it just didn't age well yeah. enough. I don't feel comfortable covering it. Yeah, no, I don't I even like, remember mm-hmm. what it was, but yeah.
1: like I usually don't like to highlight stuff that's like that. So yeah in this case I was pleasantly surprised because like I said, I haven't seen this movie in like fifteen years. Like all the way through, you know mm-hmm. like seen bits and pieces if it's on FX or one of those channels <laughs> right, on right. An afternoon. You're like, oh fuck. So with that case I'm still gonna give this a very nice <laughs> because this is a really good movie um i I don't know like it's on the cusp of very nice and super nice which are the if you're a new listener the two highest ratings that we can give i think it's pretty cool so i think my uh, the mvp scenes or the masterpiece scenes there's two of them and uh, it's so hard to pick so i'll just pick both the Beginning with the whole like stoner speed chase, the littering and smoking. Oh my god, so good! That scene was great, and then the shenanigans scene where they're like, "Hey Farva, what's the the restaurant you like?" with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks, and he's like shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a good one. Those are my two favorite, and I think Ramathorn and Farva are probably my two favorite. It's hard to split, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just for different reasons. Like Farva's a dick, but he's funny. Like he's like Cartman from South Park. Exactly, and he's like a lovable dick. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think that's oh recommendation So, um, I'd say super bad. Just if you wanted a uh, you know that perspective on like <laughs> kind of buffoon cops, because <laughs> there's in there too. Um, there's also Pineapple Express is a good one, and like we were saying, pretty much any stoner movie will do the trick if you already like this yeah, movie.
0: It's like that stoner comedy, I guess. Yeah,
1: and there is a Super Troopers too, but I never saw it. But I need to because I don't know. Yeah, we'll it, have
0: to check it out
1: i don't know hopefully it aged well that's like a tuesday afternoon movie I think.
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so. that's a like that's randomly on i'm gonna just watch eh, that i guess
1: exactly so how about you
0: uh i'm going nice okay for 12th night uh i do like shakespeare but i also feel like i'm back in school when i'm trying to read shakespeare <laughs> it was like it's like a lot of thinking yeah like you have, you have to kind of sit there and try to pick apart the meaning. And I love old English. Exactly. And I love the way Shakespeare writes. Mm. It just takes a lot of time to like really understand what's going on. Um, I had to read a lot of spark notes. I was like, (laughs) I'm in high school again. Let me try to figure out what's going on. (laughs) Uh, but I do, I, and you know, this is a Shakespeare comedy, so those are always good. You know, he's got, his comedies and his dramas and all mm. that fun stuff. So, you know, every now and then you need a lighthearted comedy. Exactly. Uh MVP I'm going Vi- Viola. Yeah. Um slash Cesario. <laughs> and my masterpiece scene is like when the twins are reunited and everybody's like, "Wait a minute. You're <laughs> a girl?" And like all jazzed up about that. Um terms of recommendations I, milan popped into my head because of the girl thing yeah <laughs> but really i'm recommending she's the man
1: which was the movie that they made off of this right yes
0: basically like
1: everybody's a soccer player
0: the version of um <laughs> 10 things i hate about you yeah with uh oh, what was that one
1: amanda Bynes
0: taming Sh- taming the shrew <laughs> yeah yeah, right. yeah so like how she's the man is equivalent to uh twelfth night the way that Gotcha. Yeah. You know where I'm going. (laughs) The way Lion King is based off of Hamlet. Mm -hmm. so. And obviously you can also read any of other Shakespeare's other works. um, Macbeth, Hamlet, Much Ado About Nothing. You get the gist. (laughs) Plenty out there. Nice.
1: Very cool. So we want to thank you guys again for coming and listening to us this episode. Um, Keep an eye out for the YouTube version. It'll probably usually go up over the weekend, depending on how frustrating it is to get it done, (laughs) because I'm still learning. It's me who does, you know, all the edits and cuts and stuff. So
0: At least the uh, audio editing is probably a lot easier now.
1: Yeah, it is. So, yeah, the first episode with like the second cut I like had in the wrong frame rates and I was like troubleshooting on the Internet for forever. And it was a nightmare. You made it work. Good (laughs) job. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, And like I said uh, earlier, if you want to like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff helps. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio and Simplecast. And also, again, if you want to leave us a five star review or comment on Apple Podcasts, we're actually going to start reading those to you guys at the episode. So it's a cool way to shout you guys out and appreciate, you know, you appreciating us. And uh, yeah, if you want to get us on social media, you want to tell them where to go.
0: Absolutely. If you're looking for us on Instagram or Twitter, we're Parallel Fiction. If you're looking on Facebook, we're Parallel Fiction Podcast. And then if you want to send us an email, an old fashioned, you can contact us at ParallelFictionPod at gmail.com Thank you so much and have a great
2: week!